font of every blessing, tune my heart to sing thy grace. Streams of mercy never ceasing, call for songs of loudest praise. Teach me some melodious sonnet sung by flaming tongues above. Praise the mount I'm fixed upon it, mount of thy redeeming love. Here I raise mine Ebenezer, hither by thy help I'm come, and I hope by thy good pleasure safely to arrive at home. Jesus sought me when a stranger, wandering from the fold of God, he to me from danger, interposed his precious blood. Oh, to grace a greater debtor, daily I'm constrained to be. Let thy goodness, like a fetter, bind my wandering If you're able, please stand for call to worship. Praise the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Give praise, O servants of the Lord. You that stand in the house of the Lord, in the courts of the house of our God, praise the Lord, for the Lord is good. Sing to his name, for he is gracious. Let us worship God.
proof of God's amazing love is this, that Christ died for us, that we might live. Because we have faith in Christ, we dare to approach God with the truth of our lives. Let us therefore go before the throne of grace together in faith and confidence and confess our sins against God and our neighbors. Let us pray. Have mercy on us, O God, in your loving kindness, in your great compassion, cleanse us from our sin. Create in us a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within us. Do not cast us from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from us. Restore to us the joy of your salvation and sustain us with your bountiful spirit. Amen. God knows our soul's longings and with the tenderest love pours out mercy, compassion, and forgiveness on us. Through Christ, we are given new and abundant life. Friends, believe in the good news of the gospel. In Jesus Christ, we are forgiven. down through the ages, let us state what we believe using the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. And from thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. And now we invite you in the love of Christ to turn and greet your neighbor.
Welcome to worship um, this morning at Church of the Palms. And I'm glad we are here together. And those of you who are worshiping as visitor, um, we are grateful that you're here and we hope you will come back and become a part of this family of faith. And also, welcome to those of you worshiping with us on television. Speaking of which, we apologize for last week's interruption in broadcasting. It turned out that there was some line being cut, which was found, and Comcast has fixed it. I hope, I, I know it is okay. <laughs> Thank you for the forgiveness. And also, welcome to Mr. Evans for helping lead worship. It's wonderful to have someone with such glorious voice. And uh, we also welcome back um, Lori Haas for bringing all the people she took, young people and not so young, to Nicaragua on mission trip. She claims she brought them all back. <laughs> so, and also there are nomination forms. Please fill them out and make sure that you filled out with lots of names for shepherding deacons and deacons and elders. Good thing Steve's not here. So don't throw away the ones that you don't use, just leave them in the bulletins. And also, Blessing of the Backpacks is next Sunday. It's a wonderful Sunday. At nine o'clock and 11 o'clock services right here, let the children, all the children who are going to school and not so young children, any student, to bring backpacks uh, to put them here so they will be blessed. We also have, we're full of good news today. We have an interim worship leader in the contemporary service there. Her name is Anita Lastria. So if you see her, greet her warmly. And also, um, no, I think this is all the good news, unless anybody else have something else. Okay, let us continue to worship God with the morning offerings and tithings. Thine anger, O Lord, shield me 
with our songs, and we praise you with our gifts. 
Everything we have is yours, and this offering is for the work of your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. Amen. You may be seated, and I would like to invite the children to come forward with Adair, who is our summer, who is, who is our summer intern um, from college. And so, as they make their way forward, good news, bad news, good news, blessing of the backpacks next Sunday, bad news, school a week from Monday. Yeah, sorry for that. Hi, guys. How are you this morning? Good. You're probably wondering why I have a huge jar of Skittles, yeah? <laughs> well, when I was your age, in my school, we used to have this contest, and this jar of Skittles would be on display, and each kid would have to guess how many Skittles were in the jar. Do you think you guys have a guess? Yeah? What's your guess? A million. A million? Okay, that's a good guess. 200. All right. 534. Okay, that's very specific. Any more guessers? No? Well, there are about 986 Skittles in this jar. You're probably wondering what that has to do with God, right? Well, it would be amazing if you could look at this jar of Skittles and automatically know how many, 986, just by looking at it. Well, God, he can look at each and every one of you, and he can know the no exact number of hairs on your head. The Bible tells us that God, that are there not two sparrows sold for a penny, yet not one of them will fall to the ground apart from the will of your father. And even the very hairs on your head are all numbered. Some of us have a lot of hair. Some of us don't have too much. But that doesn't really matter because God still knows the Bible also says that God knows exactly how many birds are in the air. And if one falls to the ground, no matter where in the world it is, he still knows because he cares about each and every bird. So just imagine how much he cares about you to number all your hairs and to know exactly who you are and how you're made up. So I just want to say that God cares about us all so much that he sent his only son, Jesus, to die on the cross for us so, so that we could live forever with him in heaven. Does that sound good? Yeah. Do you want to pray with me? Dear God, thank you so much for how you know everything about us and that you care for us so much. Thank you that each of our hairs on our head are numbered. Thank you for the love that you have for us. In Jesus' name, amen. Our morning lesson today comes from Psalm 139, verses 1 through, 20, 1 through 12 and 23 through 24. Psalm 139, 1 through 12, and again 23 and 24. Let us hear the word of God. O Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know when I sit down and when I rise up. You discern my thoughts from far away. You search out my path and my lying down and are acquainted with all my ways. 
Even before a word is on my tongue, O Lord, you know it completely. You hem me in behind and before and lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is so high that I cannot attain it. Where can I go from your spirit? Or where can I flee from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in Sheol, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and settle at the farthest limits of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me, and your right hand shall hold me fast. If I say, surely the darkness shall cover me, and the light around me become night, even the darkness is not dark to you. The night is as bright as the day, for the darkness is as light to you. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my thoughts. See if there is any wicked way in me, and lead me in the way everlasting. This is the word of the Lord. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. One of the most wonderful men I have ever known was Karl Lauterbach. He was an elder and deacon in the Harvey Brown Presbyterian Church, Louisville, Kentucky. He was a loving husband, devoted father, a good friend, an amazing, award-winning watercolorist of local renown. I wanted Carl to help me in small group ministries by teaching a watercolor painting class when I first arrived to his church. But when I asked him to teach, he said very plainly, no. I am not a teacher. I asked again. He declined again. I kept asking and pastoring him, maybe even harassing him, unlike I have ever done to any of you. Finally, Carl said to me, actually he was painting a friend's house. I just go, went there and I sat there, kept asking. Finally, he said to me, Mingy, asked me differently. So I asked him, Carl, would you come and paint watercolor with me and a bunch of people at the church every week? He said, sure, I would be glad to. So then I said, can I please call the class watercolor painting with Carl? He said, yes. Ha, I got him. <laughs> it was on his terms, but I got him fair and square. As we painted together every week, Carl helped each of us. He would set a scene for us to paint or he would let us bring a picture of anything we wanted to paint. He would begin his own painting and then he would wander around behind us. It's set up in a rectangular shape and he would go around behind us quietly helping each of us. Sometimes he would paint on our paintings to show us how to improve. I came to realize that some of my paintings were all on my own and some were 20% or 40% Carl. Some were 90% Carl and only 10% me. Other times Carl would take a new piece of paper and very quickly he would show a painted to show us how to get it done 
and then he would toss it to a wastebasket. As soon as he turned his back, I, will, I would go over to the basket and picked it up. And then, because they were beautiful, and I would try to get him sign his throwaways. Of course, an artist doesn't sign his throwaway. And most of the time, I didn't convince him to sign. But I treasured every piece of them, signed or not. I came to realize that even on my paintings that Carl has nothing to do with, nor touched, his spirit was there. Carl had a particular piece of advice for me. He said, it's all in the wrist, Mingy. Relax, loosen up. Loosen your wrists and don't be stiff. Me, stiff? Oh, that was a very, very hard advice to take. The harder I try to loosen up and relax, the stiffer my wrists get, and the harder it was to paint. But gradually, and very, very gradually, actually after a few years, I got it. I learned to relax my wrists as I paint. Those paintings became analogies for me about life and friendship. In the beginning, I thought I had gotten Carl to help me, but I now realize Carl got me to know myself better and to become a little bit better a painter, not that I ever become good, but I can lose myself for hours in watercolor painting. Psalm 139 is like one of those paintings. It is about God and the psalmist. It is a celebration of their profound and deep relationship. I wanted what I had learned from Carl Lauderback to transform every part of my painting. And the psalmist wants being known by God to transform every part of himself. He wants everything about who and what he is to reflect the image and nature of God. He wants this because he has learned that the more God knows him, the more he feels loved by God. Genesis chapter 1, verses 26 and 27 tells us, God said, let us make humankind in our own image according to our own likeness. So God created humankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them male and female he created them. In being known by God, we discover how much we bear and share the likeness of God. Surely that is our highest honor. Definitely it is the most wonderful way to live. It is not easy to live being known by God. We want to define ourselves for ourselves. We want to choose what God gets to know about us. But Psalm 100 in verse 3 tells us, it is God that made us, and we are God's own. We are God's people and the sheep of his pasture. We don't get to determine what we are. God made us. God decides. We are the work of God's hands. We are the picture God has painted with love. God's nature and artistry are seen in every part of us. God knows us completely. The psalmist of Psalm 139 
wants us to rejoice in being God's and being God's own and fully known by God. That knowledge, he says, is a knowledge of love and it is the path of our salvation. Sometimes as human beings, we are afraid that we will not live up to God's expectations. And because God made us with freedom and choice, sometimes we try to run away from God. The psalmist has those same feelings, wanting to run away from God, but he reaches us and teaches us that running away from God only postponed our experience of wonder of God's love. No matter where we run, we are still God's and we'll still hear God's voice and we still bear God's own image and likeness. Every place we might go, God is there waiting to love us and to help us if we need help. There is a wonderful children's story i like to share with you. It is one of my favorite stories. It is called The Runaway Bunny by Margaret Weiss Brown, written 75 years ago. The story is a little, about a little bunny who talks to his mother about running away, and Kevin and I are going to do that part for you. And it goes like this. I am running away. If you run away, I'll run after you, for you are my little bunny. If you run after me, I will become a fish in a trout stream, and I will swim away from you. If you become a fish in a trout stream, I'll become a fisherman, and I'll fish for you. If you become a fisherman, I will become a rock on the, on the mountain high above you. If you become a rock on the mountain high above me, I will become a mountain climber, and I will climb to where you are. If you become a mountain climber, I will become a crocus in a hidden garden. If you become a crocus in a hidden garden, I will be a gardener, and I will find you. If you are a gardener and find me, I will be a bird and fly away from you. If you become, if you become a bird and fly away from me, I will be a tree that you come home to. If you become a tree, I will become a little sailboat, and I will sail away from you. If you become a sailboat and sail away from me, I'll become the wind and blow you where I want you to go. <laughs> if you become the wind and blow me, I will join a circus and fly away on a flying trapeze. If you go flying on a flying trapeze, I'll be a tightrope walker, and I will walk across the air to you. If you become a tightrope walker and walk across the air, I will become a little boy and run into a house. If you become a little boy and run into a house, I'll become your mother and catch you in my arms and hug you. Shucks, I might just as well stay where I am and be your little bunny. <laughs> and so he did, have a carrot. So you got the point, which is that the little bunny's mother knows him completely and loves him completely, just like God knows us and loves us. God, as portrayed in Psalm 139, is like that mother bunny. He knows us completely and loves us completely. Such a God is not to be feared. The psalmist is teaching us that when 
we choose to live in the heart of God's love, we will know joy. The psalmist is not naive. He knows we sin, but he urges us not to try and hide from our sin from God. That never works, as we all know. Rather, we must let God see our sin so that God can free us and lead us back to the path of life. Like the psalmist, we too are welcome to say, search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my thoughts. See if there is any wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. Today, as we walk the way everlasting, we are invited to come to this table, the Lord's table in front of us. In coming to the Lord's table, we come to the heart of God's love. In coming to this table, we remember who made us and whose we are. It is in coming to the Lord's table, our Lord's table, that we celebrate the wonder and joy of being known by God completely. Thanks be to God for knowing us. Amen. The scripture said, people will come from east and west and north and south and come to feast at the table with our Lord. And as our elders are preparing this table, the Lord's table, we know that we all have come from east and west and north and south from all parts of life, from all languages and all corners of the world. And so we are invited here by our Lord. This is not a Presbyterian table. This is the Lord's table, and we are the honored guest. In the night of his arrest, our Lord Jesus took bread. After giving thanks to God, he broke it. And gave it to his disciples, saying, This is my body broken for you. Take, eat, in remembrance of me. After supper, Jesus also took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant, sealed in my blood, shed for you for the forgiveness of sin. Whenever you drink of this, do this in remembrance of me. 
So every time we eat this bread and we drink of this cup, we proclaim the death of our risen Lord until he comes again and he will come again. Let us pray. God of grace and love, we come to offer our sacrifice of thanks. It is our greatest joy to give you thanks. We praise you and call upon the heavens to be joyful and the earth to be glad. We bless you, O God, for creating the whole world, for your promises to your people, and for Jesus Christ in whom your fullness dwells. Through your grace in him we receive our salvation, our welcome into the kingdom of heaven, and our place at your holy table. We pray, O God, for your healing power for those who are not well in body, mind, and soul this day. Be with those who are making their way home to you and those who are in mourning for their loved ones, we pray. We lift up the first responders, those who are in armed forces and those in the mission field. Be with the church and our leaders, we pray. Make us one with Christ and with all who share this feast. Unite us in faith, encourage us with hope, inspire us to love that we may serve as your faithful disciples until we feast at your table in glory. We bring our prayers to you in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus, who taught us to pray together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Jesus took bread.
After dinner, Jesus took the cup.
God of grace, thank you for your presence here among us. We are humbled and filled with joy at your relentless pursuit of us, your faithfulness, compassion, and love. Through this bread of life at your table, we are healed and made whole. May this food and drink strengthen us in love and empower us to serve others in your name. Amen. Go in peace, remembering whose you are and in whose image and likeness you're created. And go in peace, knowing we are human beings and we do sin sometimes and don't hide away from God. Go in peace, remembering to share God's love and grace in word and deed with all you meet today and every day. Now may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with each and every one of us now and always. Amen. Amen.